0: Get yours in Coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.
1: With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com incarwifi Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required.
0: Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com, that's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now.
1: Right Rug Flooring. You know what? Because the podcast was on hiatus for a little bit figured why not do two episodes of the pod to get the feeds fired back up and revived this week so here we are once again this is going to kind of be a potpourri edition of the broadcast mixing mashing together some pieces of audio content that have been hanging in the queue and the hopper for a bit that we'll bring to you we'll hear from wilson chandler one of the newest 76ers acquired via trade with the Denver Nuggets this offseason, and we'll also touch base with the president of business operations for your Philadelphia 76ers, Chris Heck, to talk about how an NBA team's schedule comes together and the Sixers' upcoming trip to China, along with this weekend's final short tour events. Before we get into that, of course, we must remind you that to subscribe to the broadcast and our podcast feed, if you have not already. You can go to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, type in Sixers Podcast Network. That will take you to our feeds, and you can subscribe right then and there. If you haven't done it, we hope you do. So we're going to hear from Chris Heck in just a few moments about the logistics required for putting together an NBA schedule. We'll also talk about a kind of social media wager he made with one of the 76ers' young stars. That's in just a matter of minutes. But first, let's hear from Wilson Chandler. NBA veteran swingman, a guy who the 76ers feel will not only be able to add a solid presence on the offensive end of the court, but help add depth on the wing defensively as well. He is set for year number 11 in the league. The 76ers acquired Chandler from the Nuggets. Earlier this summer, Wilson Chandler was making his first public appearance as a member of the 76ers at the Variety Children's Charity Camp. Just outside of Plymouth meeting, he helped First Trust Bank, one of the 76ers' partners, present the Variety Children's Camp with a $25,000 check for future scholarships. And it was on that occasion that I had the chance to chat briefly with Wilson about uh, the importance of getting right out into the community right off the bat as a member of a new team, and also some of his thoughts looking ahead to the 2018-19 season. Wilson, you're relatively fresh in town. Why was it important for you to come out and be a part of this event?
2: Um, One, I think just uh, showing the community I'm committed to the team, you know, and I'm happy to be here. And uh, two, it's always good to come out, you know, uh, and support everyone, you know, no matter uh, race, uh, special needs, or whatever it is. You know, uh, everybody's equal, you know, and I just want to come out and support and show that. There were lots of smiles on the kids' faces, a smile on your face. Walk us through some of the stuff you did with the kids. Um, Did some uh, kickball stuff, you know, some basketball stuff. A couple kids showed me their drawings, uh, spoke a little bit, so a little bit of everything, you know.
1: How much of a responsibility do you take in your position as a professional athlete to be a part of something like this, especially now it seems like particularly in the NBA there's a real groundswell of support for being out and making an impact and making a difference.
2: You know, um, it's always been a big deal, you know, uh, to come out and you know show support and just uh, be active in communities, but now I think uh, it's an even bigger uh, deal, you know, with social media and stuff like that uh, with different platforms and guys like LeBron and you know other guys, KD, showing uh, taking initiative and leading, like, the uh, the group. So, you know, it's always good to come out and just uh, continue to do work. Yeah. To see the way these kids light up, that's got to be a pretty yeah. powerful emotion that you yeah. feel, I think, yeah. right? Yeah, definitely. You know, when, you, when you're a kid, you go through all these emotions, you know, um... And like I said, with social media, stuff is at an all-time high. So I think, you know, it's always good to see uh, smiles on our kids' faces. What was the message that
1: you wanted to leave to the group when you spoke with them?
2: Uh, just you knowing we're all equal, you know, um, working together is, you know, one of the greatest things we can do, you know, uh, to, to bring each other up. Philadelphia is yet to get to know you yeah. with the new acquisition that you
1: are. Was there a positive experience that you had when you think back on your youth that you felt put you on course affected you in a good way
2: yeah definitely you know uh, going to school and just being around friends and uh, playing basketball and being around my teammates all the time just put things in perspective you know and how friendships can lead to uh, being family one day and uh, lifelong friendships also
1: you are no stranger
2: to living life
1: in professional basketball but you haven't changed teams a whole lot over the course of your career. How does someone in your position adjust to a new surrounding? How do you get to learn a new situation like the Sixers?
2: Uh, it's tough, but you know, um, one thing I can say about this uh, organization and the team uh, from top to bottom. You know, uh, The day I got traded, everybody reached out. You know, I, From the owners to, to the players to the uh, equipment team, everybody reached out and made me feel at home uh, right away. So uh, they made it easy on me. You when you were with Denver had a chance to face the
1: Sixers during that March run when the team was on the winning streak. What were your impressions of the team then? Did you have a sense that something
2: was building in terms of momentum for the 76ers? Yeah, definitely. Um, um, the coach, first of all, is doing a great uh, job coaching those guys, putting everybody in the right position You know, uh, to succeed. Um, and the chemistry is amazing. And, and every guy plays hard. You know... Um, from the first to the uh, last man on the bench. you know Everybody comes in, do their job, everybody plays hard. And it looks like everybody's committed to uh, one another and there's no selfishness on the team at all. So you know, i look forward to playing with a lot of those guys. Calendar's about to flip from July to August. At this stage
1: of the offseason, what's on the to-do list for you to get ready for training camp?
2: Uh, I just, I've been here for a couple of weeks now, just, you know, talking to a couple of the coaches, um, with the strength team and the uh, physical therapy team, just getting to know myself and my body and, um, how things work also with the team. So, you know, I just, being around and just, uh, getting used to everything. And, uh, I think on my end, just keep doing what I've been doing, uh, staying in shape and you know, working on different things. I think, uh, are my weaknesses. All right, Wilson, good to see you out here. Thanks so much. Appreciate it
1: brief conversation with Wilson Chandler, trade pickup this summer for the 76ers at the Variety Children's Camp, a just really phenomenal and important, powerful operation uh, out in uh, the Plymouth meeting area where Chandler made an appearance earlier this summer to hang out with the kids, played some kickball, shot some hoops, and presented Variety Camp with a $25,000 check on behalf of 76ers partner, First Trust Bank, Chris Heck the ubiquitous, on-brand president of the 76ers Business Operations. A lot going on for the franchise, so we decided to sit down and talk about it earlier this week. I was talking to a colleague, Chris, uh, a few weeks ago at the beginning of the month, and I remember her saying with her veteran wisdom that she considers August, which many people may view as the real lull in the NBA schedule to actually be, by contrast, arguably one of the busiest months of the year in NBA circles. Would you agree with that theory, that view, (laughs) that stance? I'm
3: fighting against that theory. Um, Every year I think this is going to be an easy month, and then we get crushed. Um, All in a good way. It is, as the popularity grows, as the attention grows, um, we have so much to do to prepare for the season, and the season never ends. Uh, this is the the one month where coaches and players aren't around as much, but they're even still here and they're still playing at twelve months a year. So it, it, it's 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 the calm before the storm in many sense, but we're also running around crazy trying to get uh our work done before September training camp hits.
1: For me personally, the answer to this next question that I'll ask you is yes. But did you feel like the biorhythms of the NBA calendar year changed just because the team went for an extra month this oh, year? Oh, it was two crazy. It,
3: you know, we we always tease our friends at other teams that have had great success, and I, and I have some good buddies that are at uh, the Golden State Warriors and the Miami Heat, and I always have mentioned to them. Um, with uh complete sarcasm um you know what a shame that you had to work all the way until the summertime and um it is true though like our our season extended a whole nother month and it was fantastic it was awesome it was also exhausting and and that's for the people that don't even play on the court so uh the front office and all of the people the staff here um really worked hard during the playoff run and that was it was a real gift and uh, and this team was a gift this past year of winning 52 games um but um it shortens your summer and it gets all your summer work uh condensed uh and then on top of that when your team has success all of a sudden people want you to play in china and uh and leave uh leave the homeland for 9 days and and in the thick of it. And that's a great thing, too. So uh, it's a real treat um, to work for this team that is having so much success on the
1: court. Definitely want to get to China. Definitely want to talk about the final short tour events this weekend. But because I was on vacation last week, I'm now going to inconvenience Mm -hmm. you by bringing up something that happened about a week and a half ago the schedule coming out and you worked at the league for a long time you were exposed to different teams and just how this works and really discussing how a schedule comes together because between 30 teams in a league a building you share with another professional sports franchise, and that draws concert after concert and other events. You know Disney all that stuff. There has to be so much that goes into the making of a schedule. So I kind of wanted to explore that a little bit. You said it. I mean, I think there's a lot of
3: people in queue to um, to see where they fall. Uh, the television networks have a heavy influence with the matchups. The travel in the league office does a really good job of trying to avoid back-to-back games and home and away and home and away uh, back and forth. Um, so uh, they've done a really good job of um, of making this schedule. But you're right, we are we actually are a tenant in a building um, where that is owned by a hockey team and. Um, it's their building, and and they have um, their own um, uh, preferences of when they want to play, and uh, and that's part of the game. So we we respect the process, uh, and we definitely um, are pushing for certain games for our fans and times. Uh, but a lot of times, uh, TV dictates that.
1: So what goes into formulating what you guys think would be ideal times for fans, that yeah. sort of thing? What do you pull? data from that whole deal
3: yeah yeah we we try to balance it out a little bit um we like seven o'clock games for the most part national tv oftentimes drives it to seven thirty or eight o'clock um but uh so seven o'clock is is our standard uh we also like weekend games um during the day uh to give kids and families a chance to experience our games even though we're sold out for every game it's such a world now of secondary ticketing market in StubHub. And so Stubhub's a great partner of ours. And, and we like to uh, give people an opportunity to, to purchase tickets on an individual basis uh, in addition to our very loyal uh, season um, ticket members that uh, are backing us once again uh, in, in a robust fashion uh, this year.
1: No, know you were on the um, best practices, marketing, business ops side when you were at the league office. But when does the, the planning um, really start for formulating the league-wide schedule? And, like, this is just in the most basic of ways. How do they do it? Yeah. Like, how much is manual? How much is using, uh, um, I'm sure, plenty of uh, permutations <laughs> with computer programs? Yeah,
3: yeah. The, you would think that they would just, like, uh, throw a bunch of numbers in there into a computer and it would spit out a optimal um calendar but it really it's it's this crazy algorithm that just is evolving all all the time and and you have you only have so many arenas right and you have so many events and concerts and college sports and tournaments and ncaa uh you know uh march madness and circus that comes in town and disney on ice like all these things come into play And, um, ultimately it is a business, um, but teams like ourselves, we are always looking for the interest of our fans, um, and our own interest too, of what's going to help give us a competitive edge. So it's really important to us to not have the whole month of April on the road as we're trying to finish up and get ready for the playoffs. You know, there's all these different things that come into play and, um, and we try to avoid uh, those tough swings to be too lengthy or back-to-back games, and, and the league is very good with with doing everything they can to accommodate us.
1: The final version of the schedule that is released to fans is not the first version that you guys see. What type of interfacing is there any with basketball operations? Who from the team side yeah. looks at these different drafts and decides where it might make sense to lobby for some other type of tweak or change the schedule that that type of thing?
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, and Ned Cohen's very influential on the schedule, uh, as is Laura Price, um, our COO, and she she's really the one that kind of leads the charge, and she's had many years of experience of seeing teams have had great success on the court and teams not so much. And, you know, the good news is we're uh, uh, in the bucket of the ladder. And we have – when you have two superstar players and you have two players that are – which usually is indicated by jersey sales. It's actually the most fascinating thing. If you look at the jersey sales and the top ten, I guarantee you those are the the teams – Represented for the most national TV games. So you could almost follow back on jersey sales and popularity. What the networks are going to choose to be their marquee matchups. So if you look right now, the teams that have the most national TV game schedule are the Golden State Warriors. The um, the Lakers with uh, LeBron now. You got Houston. Houston. Um, and their dynamic team, and the Philadelphia 76ers. So, those four teams are probably at the very top of the pecking and order. And then you got the next tier, which is probably like a Boston and Oklahoma City, really interesting and good teams. So, but we're right now in the top echelon. Um, and you get that also jersey sales indication. When you hit the Christmas Day game, it's almost like you've arrived, right? unless you're in New York and you just get it all year anyway. So
1: <laughs> so uh, when, one day it'll all, all work out for them. The Sixers are kicking off the entire, yeah. I should probably say tipping off, yeah. the entire NBA regular season with that opening night game against the Boston Celtics, which is pretty telling of where the league views this franchise being at right now.
3: Oh, it's nuts. I mean, we're on national TV. Every week of the season, um, it's uh, – It's unparalleled, actually, from from our history of how many times and how often we're on um, throughout the country, but also globally. And and the pickup that we're going to get from everywhere from Europe to China to everywhere in between. It is really, really a fun time to be a part of the organization and be a fan of the 76ers um,
1: with this popularity and this growth. Use the word interesting to describe some of these teams. And, and yeah, you, you can look at a lot of good, successful teams and say they're interesting. But for the 76ers, like some of those other, you know, you look at the Warriors and the Rockets, mm-hmm. um, it seems like they're relevant, too. It's not just interesting, they're relevant. They're yeah. like compelling people and figures that are part of what the Sixers have building here, which I think, from your standpoint, has just got to make it that much more fun and fascinating for how you try and put everything together and, and bring the franchise out into the public.
3: Yeah, it is you know you always want to balance but you also want to win early. You know, sometimes like our schedule this year is is heavy front heavy um on the less competitive teams
1: unlike the previous season,
3: unlike the previous season. And I think that's where we caught everyone by surprise uh, particularly at the end with the uh, with the winning streak uh to finish off the season. And so um and that was like that extra gift at the end. Um, But we're always uh, tracking where we think uh, our record will be on a particular time, uh, wins and losses and so forth. And basketball ops, Alex Rucker, um, I go visit him all the time of like, uh, where do you think we'll be um, when we're doing the scheduling as well as even on where we value certain games. So it's really, um, it's fun. It's fun. It's, uh, we're fans too. Um, we're following everybody else, um, and we're super proud um, of what the team that Brett Brown and his staff have created uh, on the court, and um, and we think that uh, Philadelphia is responding uh, exactly how we expected, which is in a epic fashion of support.
1: In a perfect world, I'm sure we'd love to have 82 regular season games played in South Philadelphia, but... If you had to go on the road, what is the Chris Heck ideal NBA road trip? If you had to put together a, you know, from a personal interest oh, standpoint, one. like a four or five gamer. Okay,
3: you. so so you have to take a couple of things in consideration: time of year. Tell me what month it is. Well, and let's,
1: let's go like the uh, the standard uh, end of December at some point, maybe either end of December, middle of March, when some of the longer trips usually happen.
3: All right. All, okay. Let's so, do the holiday
1: trip because that's like the bankable long road trip. Right. Right. Every right. Year. Right.
3: What. um I think that uh, the flight time is uh, is important, so um, I don't. I would not go West Coast. I think Miami is always a win, right? Of course, yes. Not, maybe not on the court, but uh, hopefully on the court Holistic too. Holistic, entire experience. Miami's yes. fantastic in the winter time. It's it's perfect every day. Um, so I do enjoy the weather um, uh, on on some of the travel. Um, But I also, I love going to Boston when we win. When we lose in Boston, it is the most miserable
1: place on the planet. But
3: when we win,
1: it's pretty awesome. It's a good town when we win. I think the city that took me by the biggest surprise is maybe a reflection of how uncultured I was before I came to work here. But Toronto, to me, is like, town. at worst, the top three city in the It's league. a great it, town. It is uh, it's outstanding. But don't go in January or no. February.
3: I mean, it's too cold. It's always when it seems like at least one of the games are. Yeah. The Sixers up there in the dead of winter. It's a quick trip, though. It's an easy flight. It's a quick trip. That's kind of why I like Boston as well. Chicago's another town. like. If you get Chicago on a mild day, um it's an awesome town, but it gets really cold there too. Uh Milwaukee pass, Detroit pass, Cleveland pass. Uh DC, I take the train down, easy. Love it. Yeah, DC is a good town. And uh Charlotte, maybe the nicest uh nicest people that you'll ever find working at an arena. <laughs> they are friendly. They're great. They're the best. <laughs> um and, uh, you know, so there's, um, a- Atlanta doesn't do much for me and the nice people down there, but, uh, Orlando, whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of my, I like staying I on the I think we east. now have a good idea. Yeah, you know, right, where right. Chris Heck might be. Yeah. Indiana pass. Yeah. I'll pass on
1: that one too. Yeah. So. Um, were you guys expecting 39 nationally televised games? Because right now we're in the phase of the summer where I feel like we're seeing a lot of power rankings and looking yeah. ahead and forecasting. And to me, like, 39 national TV games total between ABC, ESPN, TNT, NBA TV. Like, that yeah. is as big of a power rating indicator as anything of what people might perceive a team to be.
3: Yeah, no, I'm I, I, uh, super excited about that. And um, I think it's really, really fun to show the, the rest of the country and the world of what a special thing we have in Philadelphia. And, and I also think it's our obligation to show Philadelphia in the best light. Um, because I do think this town gets a, uh, a an unfair rap um, of maybe how things were in the uh, decades ago. So this is a great town. This is a great sports city. It's the best sports city.
1: And um, it's really fun that we get to show it off. A couple other miscellaneous items before we wrap this up. Yeah. Shore tour culminating this weekend. You guys have really turned this into a tour, which I think is so cool cuz there's so there're many great yes. shore points. Some may say that they have their own preferences and favorites, yeah. but you're like hitting it all pretty much. For, Five
3: stops. Yeah. Five stops and uh you know it it is um it's really fun to to go to the shore no matter what beach you go to and see all the Sixers gear. You know, kids wearing the the jerseys and the T-shirts out there and the adults wearing it, it's awesome. Like that, it really gets me going. It, it, it's really exciting time for us, and and um and people are living it down in the shore, and we're giving them a little bit of taste of the team, um from our legends to some of our rookies and and all the games and interactive um functions that we have. It, it's really fun for us to share it with the Jersey Shore. Um, and Dunkin' Donuts does an awesome job of making their product a part of our business and uh, and our fans. So it's fun. I'll be down there Saturday. My boss won't let me off during the week, but I, I will be down there on Saturday, and uh, and I'm excited to uh, to see uh, all the fans in full force.
1: Doctor J Landry Shamit. Jonah yep. Bolden expect to be down there. Mark Jackson, world be free. It's a good run. It is. And Chris Heck. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll be in the back of the
3: <laughs> room. But uh, but it will be enjoyable. You know, it's amazing. Nineteen years ago, Brian, they started the Sixers started uh the Beach Bash. And um I think there was about a hundred people in an empty empty uh parking lot um in uh, Avalon in uh and now we're really looking at somewhere between two to 4,000 people per stop um, on, on the short end, and, um, and that five stops in one week. So uh, what a time it is uh, to be a Sixers fan.
1: It's a terrific segue to really start looking forward to the season that's ahead. Trip to China in the preseason, as you mentioned earlier, a nine-day trip. Specifically looking at China, almost 1.4 billion people. That seems like certainly reason enough to want to invest some energy into trying yeah. to expose what the 76ers are to that part of the world.
3: Yeah, yeah, no we um uh, you know, I mentioned before that I worked at the league office and you know when when David Stern and this was now I'm dating myself but we're we're going back around 15 years and and David Stern saw China as you know the next frontier and and what he started and what Adam Silver has taken over um, as the commissioner and what they're doing with NBA China is is remarkable. They have several offices throughout the country. There are over 300 million people in China that play basketball. So they're in leagues. They're playing basketball. 300 million. That's how many people there are in the United States. Insane. It's, it's insane. So it is a basketball crazed market. They love Joel. They love Markel. They love Ben. It's like this is going to be so Alan fun. Alan Iverson
1: has a huge following.
3: <laughs> AI has got a gigantic following. And he is, uh, I mean, he, it, it's a bit of uh, what you see when he comes visit, to visit us in, uh, at the center. Uh, but, uh, but it's everywhere in China uh, for AI. So um, it's a cool time. Uh, to be visiting, and uh, and we expect to be um, tied into some new partners and getting an opportunity to really make our brand
1: global and uh, no better launching pad outside of the U.S. than in China. 76ers Fieldhouse, how will this affect and change things for the Sixers organization?
3: Yes, uh it's 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 only a short little drive, about twenty six miles from here in Camden.
1: And I'd say that's a short twenty five minutes. I, it's a pleasant, swift twenty five minutes down to Wilmington.
3: Yeah, yeah. If you drive fast, if you drive fast okay. or odd hours, I make the commute every day, so uh, it's it's really exciting. Um, the uh, our friends in Wilmington, Delaware, um, they're building this. With you know, we're building it together. This Field House, and it's more than an arena. It's a really cool, intimate size arena for the Bluecoats, our G League affiliate, um, and it is super nice that it's, it's really convenient uh, for our coaching staff and our players to go back and forth, um, not to mention our front office staff. And um, this, this arena that's being built is really inside a mega complex uh, that's built for youth. It's a, a, a elite youth uh, training complex. And it's going to be, you know, indoor fields, indoor courts, several basketball courts. I think uh, three size courts, um, two indoor soccer fields, about 150,000 square feet. Um, they'll also have different uh, retail um, components in it that cater to the youth athlete. And uh, what a neat place to to start a, a refresh a, uh, with our team, a our, our new rebranded G League team with the uh, Bluecoats in Delaware.
1: Renderings are beautiful. Last thing, do you have an update on the social media arrangement or offer you extended to the now reigning Rookie of the Year about 10 months ago? You know, it's funny. Um, we have
3: some uh, private meetings in the works. As a matter of fact, I just came from one. Okay. And I'm not going to give you any more information. We're going to have a nice uh nice dialogue that'll be public uh when we get closer to the season, but uh yeah, we had a little fun with that with uh, with our friend Ben Simmons um and his uh unique uh flair and style. So um we'll see where it goes. Can't wait. <laughs> I don't even know if your listeners know what we're talking about. I we, was going to say, we have to give a little context. Yeah. that
1: Back in November, Ben made a remark about the Iverson era. Yes. Black, silver, gold-ish. Whatever. I don't even know what the yeah. color. Right. Splatter all was, the Tapestry. Above. Yes. Uh, Iverson era 76ers jerseys. And uh, you responded by making an offer.
3: Yeah. Yeah. We uh, Or a deal.
1: We said
3: that, uh, y- yes, so the, the – the response to him was, well, I'm not going to say that's going to be a green light for the uh, throwbacks. However, if Ben Simmons wants to influence one of our next uniforms
1: and he wins Ricky of the year, then then we have a deal. And he knows some people in high places at the company that manufactures the threads, you know? Yeah, yeah. We have
3: an intimate uh, relationship <laughs> on many levels. So uh, it's all good. It's all good. We, we think that we'll, we'll make our fans uh, happy down the road. Something that Chris
1: Heck and the 76ers strive and succeed at doing on a regular basis. Thanks so much, man. Uh, you're the best, Brian. Thank you. You know, for me at least, it's probably because I'm lucky enough to be employed by an NBA team. Um, I always find it interesting to learn more about the ins and outs of what goes into the functioning of a company and an organization of this scope and scale in professional sports, whether it's all the different things that have to be considered for the making of an 82-game schedule, to everything that has to be planned for a trip halfway around the world to China, where the Sixers are going in October. Uh, to me, it's just, uh, I don't know, very insightful to find out more about how all this comes together. And as we were talking about with Chris, Sixers Summer Short Tour presented by Dunkin' Donuts culminating this weekend with stops on the old Seven Mile Island this weekend, Friday it's going to be at the White Briar from 6 to 8 p.m. Appearances by former Sixers World Be Free and Mark Jackson. And then on Saturday afternoon from 3 to 6 at the 82nd Street Rec Center in Stone Harbor. World Be, Mark Jackson going to be there again along with Dr. J, Julia Serving, Jonah Bolden, and Landry Shamitz. That's Shore Tour. More information at Sixers.com backslash Shore Tour. All right, keep your feeds... And open. We're going to keep rolling out new episodes of the podcast as we work our way towards training camp. Um, so, yeah, be on the lookout next week for a new episode of the pod. See you.
0: Right here, right now, find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring